Prohibition uh, Barber Company. Like, crushed it. Look at this haircut. He, he did such a good job. So shout out again to Josh uh, at Sniper Toe. He's a great barber if you're in Chicago. So let's talk about trade-offs. Um, and Seth mentioned this briefly in the chat in a humorous manner. He said, what if I want it all? And there's... there's a theme to the the subjects I'm going through. And the theme is lies that people told you as you grew up because the concept was complicated. And it's something that I'm I'm trying very hard um, to make sure that I don't keep telling these lies to Rocky. And I'm not not, not saying that my parents lied to me. Um, But it's just the things that you hear growing up and you assume them to be true. One of the biggest lies, you can have it all. It is, and, uh, and like full stop. You can have it all, full stop. You know deep down in your heart that is not true. Just because of how many things you haven't been able to do. As you get older, you, you just look in your rearview mirror and you can see that's every project I said no to, that's every trip I said no to, that's every time that I cheated on my diet that it didn't work out, all the things that you, you know instinctively, and yet somehow through society, it it's this pervasive, don't worry, there's no trade-offs, when in fact your entire life is about trade-offs. And as a kid, they're not as important, but as you get older and as your time becomes way more valuable, that is when trade-offs really matter. And that's when you need to make good decisions. Um, so when your time is, like when you're a child, there are many things, you know, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I saw the world as a child, and now the time has come to put away childish things, right? When you're a child, your time is, you're, you're time heavy, you're time rich. You have so much time, and that's why kids all the time, they're like, I'm bored. Because they really don't have agency in the world. And so that's why you're constantly bored as a kid. I remember being so, I couldn't wait to grow up because I wanted to do things. I wanted to get out there and uh, make mistakes and learn. But once you become time poor, it's when, when your resources of time are limited, you have a job, you have a family, th- those things take up, obviously, job from, let's just assume it's nine to five, family would be before that and right after that, your free time. This summer, and we we covered this a little bit on um, scheduling happiness. But your free time is huge. There's a huge premium on your free time, and so you start saying no to things. You start saying, "I don't want to go to that event because I want to focus on this. I don't want to go to that. Uh, I don't want to go to Six Flags because I, I'm going to work out or whatever it is." Right? But really, um, trade-offs are born out of priorities. So it's, it's it, there's another layer there. So if you have Right here is the concept of trade-offs. But what that's nestled in, what that's the, the creamy center of, is priorities. And this, again, gets right back to scheduling happiness. Your priorities dictate what your trade-offs should be. And it shouldn't be the other way around. So this comes, and this is why it's so hard. This is why trade-offs are such a foreign concept, and which is why uh, society, I say society like it's like, something that's um, like oppressing you but really society is just everything that you consume and everything that influences you right so media and individuals but 
it's the reason that people lie about it because they don't know how to actually explain it. And if they do want to explain it, it makes them uncomfortable because there's, and, and you'll find this with most people, they're so worried that you're going to have a question that they rush through and they just say, ah, just, you're thinking too hard. When really is that they haven't thought hard enough. So, creamy nougat center, trade-offs. But really what we're talking about is priorities. So, the things that you prioritize dictate what trade-offs you make. If you prioritize, I'm working out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, that means you will have trade-offs. But really what it is, you're making a bargain with yourself in the future. You're saying, if present Alex sacrifices and makes a trade-off of not having fun now so that I can go work out, I want to make sure that future Alex is able to work. It has whatever the fitness goals that I have, right? So you're not actually tr doing a trade-off with um, the world. You're doing it with yourself. That's, and I'm really pulling that from, um, there's a lot of books of theory on that. So again, none of my thoughts are original, just so everyone knows. I haven't had an original thought since, what, 1994 probably. So, um, but the idea is that I'm, I'm making a bargain with myself because the only beneficiary of my trade-off is me. And the only one who will also suffer in a bad trade-off is also me. Um, and then, you know, secondary effects, like there are people around me, if it's something, especially like uh, financial problems, other people have to bear that as well. But don't let the world kid you that there are no trade-offs. Everything you do is a trade-off. And as you get older, these trade-offs become more and more, um, more and more serious, I guess. Like the, the ramifications are much higher of what decisions you make. Um, and also the type of decisions you have to make. Um, will be more and more serious. So obviously, do I eat a ham sandwich or do I eat a salad? That's like not that big a deal. But do I drink and drive or not? That is a huge trade-off. You're saying, I'd rather not call an Uber, but I'm gonna drink and, I'd, I'd rather drink and drive. I'd, I'd, I'll figure it out. Um, and so there's obviously levels of decision tree, but we don't have to get into, we can get into impulse, impulse control another week because that's another big one that society for some reason never talks about. Um, and when I say society, I also mean school. These are skills that are so important because they, what will, let's do a quick test actually. What will have more of an effect on your life? The trade-offs you make or algebra? With the exception of if you're a mechanical engineer. But you know the answer deep down. What would make a, what, what makes a bigger effect in your life? The skill of impulse control or uh, biology like like how how is this how are these skills that will propel you to success and save you from peril especially as you get older how are these not even mentioned in school i'm gonna go on a school rant later but that's what i'm trying to imbue upon all of you uh no matter what your age is like these are the skills that somehow people neglected to tell us they neglected to say this will save you a lot of financial hardship, emotional hardship, and it'll make other people think you're smart, which is so key. Because here's the other thing, making good trade-offs, uh, it, it, it does two things. One, it gives you a sense of control. It, not even a sense of, it gives you control over your life. Because what you're saying is, I know what my temptations are, and I'm going to refuse them, because I think there's an even bigger reward if I hold off now 
delayed gratification, right? But when other people watch you, be, uh, you know, through your discipline and your decision making, make these good trade offs and these good choices, they want to be near you. They'll think you're smart and they'll think you're great, and it'll, it's 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 you, that's where you want to be. You want to be the guy that people want to be around or gal, right? You don't want to be the guy where like that guy makes the worst trade-offs. Because you think of this right now. Think of someone you know that cannot prioritize anything, that will chase every car. Maybe they're fun to be around. Maybe they're fun to go to the bar with. But you're definitely not going to start a business with them. You're not going to introduce any people to them in terms of like romantic people. Like, oh, I can't meet a girl. I can't meet a guy. It's like, I don't think I can bring my people to you because I don't think you have discipline or control over your life. And again, this is not to denigrate or diminish someone who has no priorities, but it's very clear that if you make good choices and good priorities in life, your life will turn out better. More opportunities will present themselves to you because you'll have control over your decision making. And if you don't, it's so obvious. If you don't have to think about it for five seconds. You'll be like, yeah, if you make bad trade-offs, it just is a never-ending downhill, like you're just falling down a rocky hill the rest of your life. This isn't like rocket science. It's very obvious what this is. Schedule your life, but schedule the things that are outside of work and events where other people expect you. Because what this calendar is, it's not f- scheduling when other people are involved. It's scheduling for only you are involved. I mean, some people like to use tasks. Some people use Evernote. But I think this is better because um, it goes into the more of the metaphysical side of it. But all these things here, categories, right? Physical, creative, intellectual, social, and spiritual. Um, and uh, what I didn't put here was uh, family, if it's something like family related. I mean, that can fall under spiritual, but a lot of times spiritual also means religious. So um, no need to, I don't want to get that all confused. That's a nice lavender, right? Or maybe a blush. Anyway, but all these categories here, what you put here are your priorities. So obviously in creative for me, it's guitar and photography. I prioritize that over whatever else I, whatever else I have going on. There's two sevens there, sorry. So the, the point is you need to know what your priorities are. You can't make good trade-offs if you don't know what your priorities are. And if you don't know what your priorities are, you will never, you will always feel anxious. Because this is really where anxiety comes from. Your brain is begging you. It's like, please give me, let me know what's coming up next. I don't want to see everyone else on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook. I don't want to see everyone else with their lives doing things. And here I am sitting on my butt. And in, in fact, it might be one of the worst things ever because to watch, to be on Instagram, you're standing still and looking. You're standing still. You're not doing anything. And you're watching other people do things. It could be one of the, the sickest psychological experience, mass psychological psychological experiment ever uh, done on unwilling participants. Every single person on Instagram is in, involved in a psychological psychological experiment. And we didn't even realize it until now. It's too late, right? But the whole point is your brain wants, wants structure. Your mind wants structure. Everyone I know who's anxious and depressed, they don't have structure. And that was me. I was... Uh, there were... I, I struggled with a lot of things growing up um, emotionally. And, uh, and I turned to vices that weren't helpful for that. I was a bartender, so you can do two and two, you can put two and two together, right? I was around alcohol a lot, and I made a lot of bad calls. 
but mostly because I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know what I should be aiming for. And I didn't have a system. I didn't schedule anything. I was in, it was just whatever was in front of me, that's what I was going to do. Instead of knowing what's ahead, knowing what your week is, and then taking control of it. And as soon as I started scheduling the things that made me happy, my anxiety was at bay. You have to fight, and you have to fight it all the time. And this is a lifelong thing. I think there's, and there's varying degrees of light anxiety to crippling, panic-inducing, you know, hyperventilating anxiety. And, and everyone falls a different part on that scale. Everyone feels anxiety in, in some way, shape, or form. Some of it's, some people have debilitating anxiety. Some people are able to overcome it. But the, but if you're the only way, the surefire way to never overcome it is to not have anything scheduled. And I know one way to combat it is to schedule things. 